0: What's up everybody left not die later First episode of 2023 Been doing this shit For two years now Or is gonna be Go for my third year Third year Congratulations Yeah we finally got ads After like two years mm-hmm. But we got ads I mean It's still DIY It's still um I guess It's it's like uh, I like to think This podcast Because a lot people Are like oh, why do you do this When do you do that when do you? Oh, my, I like to think about it As like that demo Of like a band That you find out Like You know like You're like ah, like All bets off mm-hmm. you know what I mean Like now it's like You find out a spot but, like 2,000 listeners That's like nothing mm-hmm. You know what I mean But when I'm listening I'm like yo Like there's so much history And then I watch the videos Like today I saw the DVD I think that DVD Is not even on YouTube Because like right. All the live sets That I found Like it's only like just like that Gilman set That one Gilman set And I'm like But it's like It makes it kind of cooler You know what I mean? Sure So like I'm, like, There's a lot of things That I feel like If I were to have a camera If I were to have Like a whole setup, it It's just like A lot of things That have been said On this podcast By the people that Been on Would never been said And I'd rather like Someone listen to like One day mm-hmm. Because like I don't want Nor nor, nor No, Like I don't want Fame for me I don't want right. to be like Look this is my podcast This is right. me This is Look I had this It's like I want to like Like um I've had people cry I've had people like you know like True Hartman talk about his sister. You know what I mean? Like mm. and True I don't know. You met Chewie, right? True Hartman. I don't know the painter. I I, feel like, I feel like you met him. I Probably. Feel like, yeah, but like he's like a really serious dude. I you know yeah. mean, like very serious. Oh right? yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then, but like you know, on the podcast, like like I get to like you know because also it's a genuine thing that I'm like I feel like I'm doing like it's not like I'm not yeah. just yeah. but. Well,
1: something that it's your passionate yeah. about, it's a subject that
0: means a lot to you so. to learn about. Yeah, yeah. like about this. Never-ending world. I guess some like hardcore punk. Right, but um, yeah. And they, your last name is pronounced Enzaldo. Enzaldo. Yeah. Is it Italian? It is. You're Italian. Yeah. Sicilian. But yeah. Sicilian. Yeah. Okay. So how? So yeah. Explain your childhood. Um,
1: I was born July first, nineteen eighty-six, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, my father uh, was in radio. He was a program. A music director at Top 40 Station in Las Vegas, um, and we, we moved a lot until we wound up in, um, in Northern California for my dad's job. He left uh, the radio side of things and, and uh, started working in record promotion for record labels, worked for MCA, Elektra, uh, Tommy Boy. That was kind of the family business, the, uh, the record industry. Um, so that's just a high, a very high turnover sort of job and you're constantly being moved to other markets. So we, uh, I lived the first five years of my life in Las Vegas with my older brother and my uh, younger sister. Moved to Detroit, lived there for two years. Moved to Philly, um, well, Uh, Mount Laurel, New Jersey, a suburb of Philadelphia. I lived there for a year. And then my dad um, always wanted to, you know, he was just trying to build um, within his profession to finally get to California. Mm. And then uh, he got a job offer um, to be um, the radio rep um, in San Francisco for MCA Records. So we moved to uh, a suburb of San Francisco, called Rohnert Park, California, and in 1994, so that was second grade for me. Then I was in Northern California um, for most of my entire life, until, uh, well, for most of my life, for all of my life, rather, until, what, 2009, I moved to Oakland. was there for nearly 10 years moved to Los Angeles in 2017. I know I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm going fast right. here, but I don't want to, you know, yeah. uh, step on any, um, I don't want to touch too much on any questions you, you may uh, already have in mind. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so a lot of moving around uh, for my dad's job uh, as, a, as a youth. Um, had to spend a summer in Omaha, Nebraska. That's where my father grew up, between Detroit and Mount Laurel, New Jersey. But it was one of those things where I just didn't know any difference. It was like, I never grew attached to any of those places until California. Mm. Um, And it wasn't really until we moved to California when I was eight um, that my sort of stream of consciousness, like Mm. the person that I am now, I feel like really started Mm. when we moved to to Roanoke Park.
0: So... I think you talked about it when you were. You said that fresh when, when you were in high school when you mm-hmm. found out about hardcore. You you said in some podcast that you were like, oh, that was like the like when you were like like when someone introduced you to hardcore punk. Mm-hmm. You were like, that's my thing. Like I know about music. So I'm, so you were into music like since you were a kid, obviously.
1: Yeah, it was like the fam- again like the sort of like the family, you know, business. My. My dad's twin brother, and my uncle, was the head of promotion at Maverick Records in the '90s. You know, with Alanis Morissette
0: and uh, so you like you like music as a kid and yeah, noticed was, uh, noticed other things that kids were like, "Oh, I like." I yeah. don't know what was popular at the time, but like, I was yeah. popular when you were growing up. Um, <clears throat> so mid '90s was was really when like
1: my con- was like my taste for music was really started started to develop, um, and it was. You know, Britpop was really starting to happen. So, like Oasis oh, okay. was really big on MTV. Um, MTV was so around then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And, and MTV was really uh, was a big deal for people my age and my. <laughs> yeah. You know, for that's that's how that's how most people got into music. I was lucky enough to had a to you know had a dad in the music industry. That our CD and record collection yeah. was. Uh, very extensive. So um,
0: Pro Jam and Austin Chains is also like. Popular. Yeah, but
1: that was a little earlier. Oh, so okay. for me, uh, well, for me personally, so that, like, 91, right, was when the quote-unquote grunge scene mm. really blew up. I was five. I didn't have the palette for okay. that stuff. Okay. I didn't have a palette for loud music then. Um, my thing was, was I was really into R&B. Mm. Um, I'm a Prince super fan. Mm. That's he's my favorite musical artist of all time. Kind of not even close. Um, so basically what I would do was I would go to our CD collection because m- m- my dad working in radio in the 80s and 90s, we had a, a lot of stuff that he would just get from work. So I would go to, the, to our CD collection and would just pick out things that either I thought looked cool from their cover or I would just hear... I would hear about like someone like Prince, though I didn't yet know any of his tracks, he was popular enough and it was woven into, you know, uh, the societal fabric enough to where I knew who that was. So, you know, I'd be like, okay, what's this Prince guy all about? Go to our CD collection Mm. and check it out. So that's how I, you know, uh, very fortunate in that way to have so much music in our in our home because it's not you know we didn't have um, the the accessibility that there is now to media obviously wasn't yeah. around them yeah. you know there was because there was no YouTube because there was no streaming you couldn't not everything was at your fingertips and music was really expensive hmm. so um, I was very lucky to be able uh, to have been exposed to so much music and be able to. Access so much music at that age, but for those that were not um, as privileged as me in that regard, MTV was kind of filled that void. Like, like uh, yeah. So I was like, you know, so to answer your, your initial question, what was what was popular then? Um, you know, Aerosmith was really was in the nineties. It was really big again, yeah. So like they were big in the 80s. in like the seventies and in the late eighties they had a resurgence, and then in the nineties they had all those. Big records with like, with the Cal the cow album, uh, get, get a grip. Uh, yep, yeah, yeah. Man. So like all, all that stuff again. Uh, you know, um, Wonderwall and Champagne Supernova yeah. were on MTV all the time. Um Damn. You know, hundred, but but there were still like 120 minutes was on. Um, yo MTV raps like mm. that stuff was really big. Two, I mean, uh, Tupac, Tupac, and, yeah. and Dre and Snoop and all that. uh you know, so I was ten when, like, the, e- the the West Coast East Coast rap stuff was really popping. Was really popping, and, and that uh, that that rivalry that you know now we know like a lot of it was like media driven, but um, was really was was really like kind of taken over. You know, my sort of like musical so
0: uh world so you were into you were, so you, you you're like new yourself was music at eight you were like really into something was that already like were you like really were you like different as a kid already like as a kid were you already like like cuz i know for me like when other kids were like into like most probably Ninjago Or like Like yeah. Legos or something Or like yeah. And guns yeah. or like bullshit. I was like yeah. I was really into like Like I was into like Stuff that was like Pierce the My like Chemical Romance Nirvana uh-huh. Like stuff that's like Accessible Like kids are into now sure. But at the time I was like Like I knew the B-sides Of Pierce the Bell right. everybody just knew That one King for a Day sure, song sure. Or like Sleeping with Sirens Or like yeah. all the emo shit Or the emo stuff Like at the time I was like Like I like, Not only did I like it But I was like Because it was popular But I was like Dig deep into it right. So a lot of kids were like Oh, like you like Slipknot, right? Like, yeah, like, like wait and bleed. And and I'm like one song, right? Yeah. yeah, but I was like, no, like you don't get it, like. Yeah. I was like, I love this band. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. Black Brides and all that stuff. So, and I knew that already separated me as a kid. When other kids were just wanted to like play, like I was like, I was like, I was just like looking. I was, like, does anyone care about Metallica? You know what I mean? Or, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, and that already like kind of like separated me from, a, like at a young age, I already felt kind of like I'm not really a part of like everybody. Does that makes yeah. sense? Like, I don't think like everybody. Yeah. Like, I mean, I. Uh, that
1: definitely, um, well, passion at a young age. Yeah, I yeah, resonance so Especially being um, a music obsessive, that that was immediate for me. Um, to bring it, to bring it, bring it back to Prince, um, my dad had like the greatest hits and in, in 1999 in the record collection, and Van, I loved those. So he bought me Purple Rain, and then that next Christmas, I asked for every Prince record um, or CD, rather. Um, every Prince album that had been released up until that point, which was ninety six. So How many albums was that? Um, well, he released an album every year, every year s- except eighty three, starting from uh, seventy eight. So so he's around mm, seventy eight. So I mean, that's uh, a lot of albums. I could I I could count them all right now, but I think it would bore many uh, <laughs> many listeners. But it was a lot. Yeah. Um, it was between ten and twenty. Um, But, yeah, I don't think there were a lot of 10-year-olds in 1996 who were asking for every single Prince CD. Yeah. Um, So that was... um, But I did have a brother who I shared a room with who was only a year older than me. You only have one brother. I have one brother but four younger sisters. Okay. Yeah. Um, And, but, you know, we were really close in age and only two grades apart in school. Um, And he was also really into... You know, we we had we shared that passion mm. for music and getting into music. So I I had, um, I had somebody to share that with, but it wasn't part of my social, you know, circle. Like my friends weren't as devoted to um, anything. Their like music uh,
0: obsessions yeah. as as I were for sure. Enough. Yeah. Hmm. So you get into high school, you mm. learn about hardcore and punk. Mm-hmm. How was that? Um. Well, it was
1: how it was was amazing. I mean, it, it led me um, on a on a path that um, I'm st- still on. Yeah. Um, but it's so I sat. I've I've told the story before, so not so. I'll kind of you yeah. know uh, give you the bullet points. But uh, in freshman year of high school, I sat next to. Uh, Someone who is still one of my dear friends, Scott Phillips, who sang in a band called Lifelong Tragedy, sang in a band called Purple Mercy and Creative Adult. Um, Very talented writer, very talented vocalist. Um, And so the story that you were referencing earlier, he was really, we got along really well just because we just just had our, our personalities clicked. It wasn't necessarily about... You know our interest. We just, you know, he was a really funny, he is a very funny person, and uh, we just got along really well. And then, you know, in learning about people, he was a part of this scene called hardcore that I knew I knew nothing about. And being someone who is a you know a music obsessive, um, I had to know what the deal was. And he, they were starting lifelong tragedy then. Lifelong tragedy started. Um, like the middle of 2001 Scott was at th- Maybe had just turned 15
0: Damn. Barely not 14 And was he young at the time for, Like at the time for the scene Or was the scene like yeah. It Oh yeah okay. I mean You know 14,
1: 15 is I mean I obviously yeah, yeah. punk And really all music scenes Are for young people right um, And that's when you know A scene is thriving Is how many young people mm. are At the shows And, and participating Um but we were. That being said, he especially was definitely on the younger side mm. um, of things. So he he showed me a lot in especially within the the subgenre hardcore. Mm. Um, I'd known about the Ramones and the Misfits uh, and the Clash and
0: Sex Pistols and
1: and and the Sex Pistols. Um, again, just from being just from, uh, you know, absorbing so much music, those things kind of, you know, exit the punk sphere and become almost like classic rock, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I didn't know about hardcore, and... So, you, you so he showed me, like, a lot. He, he was like, if, you're, if you really want to get into this, check out these
0: records. So you kind of knew about Death Row before The Crash, basically.
1: Uh, or like well, you were in that like not. Literally, well, yeah. I mean, you well, get like, into what is now. Yeah.
0: For, you know, yeah. What I mean? like
1: like so. Then it was like the nerve agents. Okay, but well, you got they,
0: into like hardcore, hardcore. Then like and then dug into punk, basically. Or,
1: yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. But also, uh, but but so, but but in the Bay, a lot of the punk leaning stuff, was you know more was was uh, was very, uh, like. The Nerve Agents mm. and like AFI were were really big bands within the hardcore scene mm. in the Bay Area. Um, oh, this was yeah,
0: I remember. Yeah. so I didn't,
1: I didn't, I was at a Nerve Agents show in two thousand one, but I didn't know it was a Nerve Agents show. I went to go see this punk band called Resilience who had opened, um, not really knowing anything about the Nerve Agents yet. But those, but punk uh, hardcore bands that leaned punk were 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 very much woven into like the hardcore mm. scene. In that time, um, although that said, they were they were quite separate. There was definitely like a punk scene and they a cool. hardcore scene, and then there were a few bands that sort of played all brought it together. Yeah. Um, Nerve Agents being one of them. Um, so that like a band like the Nerve Agents, all my like a lot Scott and. And his brother R.J. and all the life on tragedy people, most of the life on tragedy people, um, were big fans of them. So they were, you know, a, a, a band that was sort of introduced to me in, in real time, like this is what's happening right now. Sadly, they broke up um, months after I went to my first show, knowing it was a,
0: a in fact, a hardcore show.: Yeah. yeah. So uh, okay. So, I'm going to bring it back. Yeah. Right now. Uh, So, I saw, I saw the, um, the Sunny Fury, the the famous Sunny Fury 2007, 2007, like, 2006, video. Okay. Where you had, where you had long blonde hair. Okay. And you guys so, opened. Oh, seven. Oh, seven, yeah. Yeah. And you guys opened with uh, the crass intro. Yeah. And then, I was, and then, I remember someone, I was, remember up to this interview, I was like, huh, I was like, I wonder, like, like. Cause someone told me Like Luis And then I was, li- was Listening to the Hardcore podcast Hardcore was Different back then You know I think And I'm a quote cat from, from I'm a quote cat From Scout She's like she's like I feel like now You know There's a lot of Different people A lot of different Types of people You know what I mean Some mean or some Really nice But back then Only the hard survived you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that's why a lot of like you know like circle jerks like black flag like mm-hmm. they come from era where it's like you can't be nice. You know what I mean? It's, it's a whole different era. Mm-hmm. I mean now it's like more accepting and myself included. I noticed some of my homies when they're going to hardcore shows, they're a little bit not as like like you know like they're they're a little the, a little bit more rough on the edges. No, they're they're a little bit more like lenient. Like I feel like when mm-hmm. I because I like there's this era of hardcore TikTok hardcore. I will say uh-huh. like after COVID, like a lot of new people came. Yeah. but before that. I would. I remember seeing like bands like Section Hate, Human Garbage, or like when like when Section Hate was barely starting, no one would mosh. But uh-huh. you know I mean, now it's like all these. They're like yeah. a little bit like you know people are moshing. Yeah. But I remember like what I'm trying to say is like, I I came in a time like right before hardcore like was like really like you know like hey everybody could come in. You know what yeah. I mean. With that being said, I was what I wanted to ask you. I was like, with hard with uh, having this idea that hardcore back in the day used to be like meaner mm-hmm. and like less nicer. Yeah. And you like, you know, being this kid with like long blonde hair and makeup, like how like how was it? Like when you were like were you were you always dressed different or Yeah. And how and would how was that when people like barely saw you? Like I'm pretty sure it was nothing good.
1: Um there were definitely the Bay Area was a little different okay than other places. Okay. Um Bands like I mentioned earlier, AFI and the Nerve Agents, had, you know, they, both of those front men wore, wore makeup and dressed a little bit more androgynous and mm-hmm. were uh, a little bit more flamboyant. Mm-hmm. Obviously we were, you know, we came along a lot later than them, but uh, you know, the Bay Area was always a little left of center. So I didn't ever feel, um, you know, uh, judged at home per se, but there were definitely a a lot of times where, you know, I was threatened or, um, or mocked or, or or ridiculed outside of the Bay Area. I mean, we played, Ceremony played, um, what was the festival called uh, on the East Coast, um. Pozzy numbers. Positive. We played positive numbers. It, it turned out be the last Posi numbers fest, um, it was sort of like the sound and fury of, like of the, the East of, Coast of the early aughts. Okay, yeah. Okay. So uh, we played 2005. We were brand new. We only got on because we had just agreed to put out a seven-inch with malfunction, and they were friends with the people yeah. who put on the show, so they put us on. So we opened on Sunday, but we were there all weekend uh, because. Malfunction let us set up our merch at their at their merch table. So yeah. we were a brand new band with only a demo. Um, this was
0: pre-violence were violence. Pre-violence. Pre-pre-yeah.
1: Pre-violence violence, yeah. So we had been a band. Our first show was in March of Oh five, and this was summer. So this was just a few months. So it was a it, this was a big deal for us. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. We did not come this was ceremony was the first band that any of us had been in, oh. or anyone besides like our friends. Came to see, you yeah. know. And so, like, to to be able to play a show outside of NorCal was a huge deal for us. Let alone it be like the big hardcore fest. Um, and so we we're there all all weekend. It wasn't like you know a lot of times now. You know, if you're on a fest or you know you're on tour and you'll only be there for the day that you play. Yeah. We were there from open to close every day. And I so so many comments people people like you know I suppose perhaps they thought it was in good fun like I was never like taken out back to like get my ass kicked or anything like that but people so many dudes at that at that show were you know asking me to take off my pants to see if I if I had a vagina or not and you know uh, uh, made a lot of you know Sexually explicit, yeah. you know, innuendos and like, quote and like, you know, threats mm. as a quote unquote joke, and it was not. I did not feel safe there, um, and that was a bit of a rude awakening, in the sense of, you know, where hardcore and punk are at now, uh, is is where it's at now is, is beautiful in the sense of like, it feels like this is supposed to be for subversive people. And I feel like a lot, somewhere along the line, um, not everybody, but there are people involved. And I guess this is with, with any group of, grouping of large people. It's not, just, it's not just hardcore, but you know, it is because like it is an aggressive music scene you're going to attract maybe the more extreme types of this sort of personality, of people who are there to just, you know, get attention.
0: Spin kicking
1: and then, we, on it. yeah. Or just, yeah, like, you know, just like jocks. Okay, you know what yeah. I mean? Like there was this jock element that I just did not understand that seems so civilian and not counterculture, which was, I thought this was supposed to be a place where people who felt like they didn't belong yeah. were supposed to end up, yeah. and it seemed so um, There's so many elements about it that about at least like the specific world that we were sort of uh, orbiting at first that was was uh, opposite of that and i 'm not trying to make a generalization no 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 I know that yeah. a lot of people aren 't like that, and a, there are a lot of people who do agree with me, and there are a lot of people who you know, found this scene as, as a place for escape. But there was this element um, that felt not that, and that was sort of, uh, I was confronted with that in, in the early days for sure, obviously for how I presented myself to the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember when I first came to hardcore. I I, I was like, like a lot of like, I know like in the hardcore world, I was like, I wear Air Maxes, camel pants, and like. But I was like, damn, you're kind of like, to me in my eyes, you know, like knowing punk and like everything else, like you're kind of a normie. Like you're almost a normie. The only thing that's separating you from being a normie is that like, you know, a hundred demons and like, that, you, the, you know, you like, right. you know, these bands, but like, you're like, you're not into anything else besides hardcore that makes you like, I mean, you don't care yeah. about like, like zines or like photography or like, you know, like your brain is right. just like, I like hardcore, but other than that, I'm like a normal person. <laughs> you know, like, it's yeah. like, you dress totally. like a normal person. You get like, you judge other people, you judge punks. Like it's yeah. like, it's like, I don't get it. Like, I, yeah. But,
1: yeah, you'll but but eat on Eating McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, it's like you're like <laughs> you it's know, like, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's
0: like it, there's just like it's like you're you're a normal person. Like, yeah. like there's nothing like like you know, because yeah, there's like nothing punk about you that I makes mean? yeah. so like there's nothing like like you're kinda like gov- pro government at some point, like I right. you know, yeah, yeah. like I'm like, I don't understand, yeah. like yeah but okay. But uh but how, how old are you when you started like dressing more flamboyant? Or and what um, what your parents think like besides like besides music like like did you face like problems at home or like your siblings or
1: no no um so in in high school is oh. when is when I started to you know wear a lot of makeup and grew my hair out
0: and, and you never like thought twice like oh maybe I shouldn't do this
1: or or, or not or, really no and I think that I think I was just sort of um, lucky in the sense that I grew up in a part of the world where mm. even though there weren't, like, a lot of, really, anyone at my school doing that, they had a reference for, like, you know, we, we didn't live that far away from San Francisco and from Berkeley. You know what I mean? Like, counterculture was, like, most people had a frame of reference for subversion. Mm. So even though I didn't, I don't think I, though people maybe um didn't identify the way that I did they they at least thought that maybe they had a reference for sort okay. of what yeah. I was doing yeah maybe, i get you, you know i get you mean? yeah yeah um, and you know again hate street and telegraph avenue weren't that far mm. you know so you know i that that's not to say that i didn't that teachers and you know people in school wouldn't ask me like why why are you painting your nails or why are you doing, you know what I mean? Um, but I was lucky enough to mostly surround myself with people who supported me and I had the confidence to say, Cause, because I want to, mm. you know? And that's, to me, again, it was just how I felt comfortable and how I do feel comfortable presenting myself to the world and growing up being influenced by the things that influence me, Prince. The Cure Iggy Pop mm. Mike Ness Depeche Mode you know a Mode like all these people who um, and you know it didn't seem that radical to me In the, you know another state of mind uh, documentary you know the first social distortion tour Mike Ness is talking about how he likes doing his makeup mm. you know so it, to me it didn't seem like this extreme mm. thing and 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 the and and I guess what I meant by telling you that story of of, um, that cool. of 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 playing that show was it wasn't really till we started playing more where I was like, Oh, okay, I think we're in a little it's a little different than I thought it would yeah. than than, yeah. than I thought it was. Yeah. But no, my like my parents my parents were cool, you know what I mean? Like I was I was definitely not uh, I was the one that they were least worried about, really? for sure. Yeah, I mean, not that none <laughs> of my none of my siblings were like problematic, but like, um, but I, I stayed out of trouble. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and you weren't really a bad kid. No, no, no. So yeah. it was just like I was, you know. And I, I mean, I was Prince for Halloween at nine years old. I went yeah. to school wearing full face and makeup again. That's for Halloween, but, like, it's not, it's not face paint makeup, you know what I mean? Like, you're still dressing very androgynous. You know, I essentially picked out all of my mom's clothes that fit me well and wore eyeliner and said I was Prince. You know what I mean? So, like, um,
0: I mean, that's super cool.
1: I don't don't think, well, thank you. I was, you know, but I don't think it came to a, a really big shock to them I mean it's like It's rock and roll Yeah
0: you know I mean that, like, I mean, Yeah that's cool From like your parents Also like That your parents Are like Like Cause like, dude, like My parents were like Shocked when I was like I'm straight edge mm-hmm. Or like when I was like I'm like this is what Straight edge is They were like So you don't drink so like what are you doing weekend? so what are you gonna do yeah, on weekend? Yeah. Or like even my dad, like last because I haven't seen my dad in a long time. Like I was calling me because I'm like, oh like he's like, What are you gonna do after? Like I'm oh I'm just gonna go with my girlfriend, like, you know, just hang out. And then she with my girlfriend and she's like he's like, Well, aren't you gonna party after? Yeah. and I'm all like, Um I'm just probably gonna read a book, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm yeah. like I'm not trying to like that, you know, I don't I don't wanna go, He's like like you like it was like so like yeah. like like I, I couldn't even imagine like if I were to wear like makeup or like yeah. you know what I mean? my parents would yeah. probably be like like I I wore like the other day like I have I've been with my girlfriend for like many years you know yeah. what I mean and then I wore like um like a central bookings hat like a, it was like just a cow print on it and then like a black you know it was like no and then she was like oh my god like are you are you are you gay like in front yeah. of my girlfriend like if yeah. she's known my girlfriend for many years yeah. you know, like I'm like for wearing a <laughs> cow print like hat like I was like and to, like you know to me I'm in this punk hardcore. Rave Like I've I've seen All these worlds And I've seen You know how far it goes And I'm like I It's like really like Like I'm so in this world That when I go back And like When my mom was like In her normal Like normie world And she's like Oh we were in Calprinat Like like, is that gay I'm like wow Like You know what I mean that's like like, I was like I'm in this world But then I go back And I'm like Oh shit Like you still think like that You know what I mean Like that's crazy
1: I I definitely got There was definitely Some of that When I uh, Was When I went Vegan and vegetarian Like what? Within there were there were more questions. Okay. Within my household. Because yeah. you went vegan? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, that that seemed like the that was the most you know I've been straight edge my whole life. You never drink ever. Never had a sip of alcohol in my life.
0: Never uh, smoked. No, nothing.
1: Right. nothing. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, in fact, that's kind of how I got into hardcore. Mm. That's kind of what when Scott was, you know. He was straight edge at the time, and. I was like, "Oh, what does that mean?" And you know, he he told me, you know, I don't, you know, essentially, yeah. I don't think he used the word pledge, but he explained it in a way that was like, "I don't, I don't drink or smoke, and it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's, you know, it's like a commitment." Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, well, that's me. I'm straight." She was like, "No, no, it's not. That's not how like it works. That's not really how it works. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't like, and to an extent, he was right in the sense of like, I didn't, like, when I when I said that, I didn't know." who Minor Threat or Youth of Today were yet. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, well, that's me. He was like, no, that's not... I'm like, well, yeah, because I'm... Because that's how I feel. I'm yeah. never going to. and I want to. Uh, it's objectively bad for you. You know what I mean? Like, I went down, down the list of, like, why I would never... He was like, I, okay, I guess, sure. Yeah. So what drew me to sort of that subset of punk or hardcore was sort of straight edge. But that never... I never got any sort of pushback from my family because of that, but but the vegan thing, there was definitely
0: there like, was definitely question. Was that as bad or like? I don't know if it was bad, but that's a thing. You or know, like what are you doing? Are you crazy or I what? I think people. I think
1: I think a lot of people feel subliminally judged when you tell them that you're vegan and they're not at all. I think that a lot of people. I think that they immediately assume that you.
0: Um, oh, you're better than me. thing? Yeah,
1: okay. and they want to, you know, they want they want to poke holes in your in your story. They want to poke holes in in your ideals. And, oh, okay. You know, and, but, and 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 like they were like my parents were cool about it. Like they weren't, they didn't like bring the hammer down. But there was definitely like, there was definitely more inquiries than anything else I had done.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Because for me, it's opposite. I'll, mine's just being straight yeah. Like when Yeah. When someone's well, like... I think that's probably uh, rather normal
1: too. I mean, like, drinking and smoking are the most civilian yeah, like, pedestrian activities that you can do. So public, pe- yeah. Yeah, right. so people... F- like, that crosses all all boundaries. Yeah. Um, which to me seems so strange. Again, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier where... This was like a subversive counterculture place to me. So why? So why are there all these people who are acting in such a civilian yeah. and pedestrian manner? Yeah. Why are you actually here? Is it just another social scene? Is it yeah. just a, another? Is it just an extension from high school? Is it a place where you just want to beat people up and you're feel, allowed, feel powerful? You're allowed to do that. Yeah. Again, I don't want to make a generalization. I think that most people aren't like that. Yeah. For sure. But the ones who
0: are, speak loudly. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, uh, yeah, I guess to make, a, to relate to what you're saying about, like, your family, I was like, like, like that's crazy what you said about being vegan about, like, I understand what you're saying about, like, they're poke-like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, it's almost, yeah, like, they get offended because, it, like, being Mexican, mm-hmm. drinking is like like away, like that's your like happiness you know what I mean? right, like it, right. sounds, it sounds it sounds kind of racist but like that's or stereotypical but that's like yeah. getting a cut on salad and then like drinking beer so a lot of people I've had that a lot where it's like where it's like where like my girlfriend or someone would be like oh did you see how like so and so was like mad doggy and i was like oh why and they're, like, like, because, like, like, they're low-key an alcoholic. Or, like, low-key, yeah. really, like, you know, drinking is, like, like, that's their way of, like, socializing. Or the only way they could communicate with someone is by drinking yeah. beer with someone. So by the time I'm, like, yeah, I don't drink. I mean, they're, like, why? Well, it's, like, well, to be honest, like, I feel like unlike other straightest kids, I'm, like, I don't drink because... I, I've drank before and I've smoked weed, mm-hmm. and I was like, I know how good it is, and I know how the minute she goes south, or the minute I get sad, the minute I get mad, the minute things go bad, I'm gonna want to turn to that. And it's like I don't and, have a lot of money, and you know that's not gonna make it better. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's like, and a lot of people like, and, and I, it's like I don't, and like, and what pisses me off is that most of the time they're the ones asking me like, well, like, well, like it's like, like it's like, 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 like even a stupid examples, it's always like stupid things where yeah. I'm like, oh, like. You know, if your girlfriend's parents like, if your girlfriend's dad was well, over to be like, have a beer with me, my like, well, I just like it's like, like it's like, why would I have a beer, and like just for the like, I don't even like how it tastes, and there's yeah. like it's like so. It's well, the, gra- the logic, um,
1: the logic isn't isn't sound by any means. Yeah. It's, uh, um There is this thing that objectively hurts you, and objectively impairs your judgment and your actions in a negative way, and um, the only. Way to uh, not tolerate, but the only way to relate to someone who is treating themselves that way is to also partake in that
0: mm-hmm. action. That doesn't make that doesn't that doesn't make s- sense. And I get I get what they're saying, but it doesn't sound great either. It doesn't sound like a fun time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm like yeah. it's just like like. I mean, and then again, like, it's like, like, not to just, and again, I think the do from Internal Affairs said good good for the children. It's like, it's a personal choice. I think, first and foremost, I can never, like, 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 I love my straight friends and everyone, like, that is straight but, like, it's like, it is a personal thing, because, like, um, yeah, because I think a lot of time, like, I've seen, like, I, it's, again, I say that not to criticize, like, other people who drink and, yeah. you know, but it's like, it doesn't lead to anything positive. No. It never really does. You know what I mean? And I'm not I, saying the person's. I do you feel
1: like. I feel like as a straight edge person, I've been I've been forced to ha- to like say a version of what you just said so yeah. many times yeah. like as to not offend the drinker, as yeah. to not yeah. offend yeah. the person who's treated themselves that way and it's like some of my closest some of the people I love the most on this earth are far from straight edge and the more time passes the more it has been revealed that that those substances and that lifestyle has not been a positive thing for them. And the fact that like I don't I don't feel like I have to that I'm I guess I'm I guess I'm just over having to say Oh no, like it's fine if you want to do that. It's fine. Like 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 it's almost like apologizing for how I yeah. am to make you the 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 drinker or drug doer feel better about what you're doing because ultimately what you're doing has nothing to do with me you're making what i'm doing have something to do with you yeah. you're you're projecting onto me i'm fine and i love who i who i am and i've so many times have had to defend that to insecure people and it's just uh it's just something that i i i feel like is 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 backwards it's it's not like that i don't have that i can't love of course I could love people who yeah aren't straight edge of course i could love and some of my most my closest and most intimate relationships in the world are with people who aren't vegan or aren't straight edge but I don't feel that it's my job to make them feel better about the decisions that they're making.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't make hear people who are like No, no, ah. no, no,
1: no, no. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. like, but you know, it's like again, like it's not. You know what I mean? Like, I can't. I can't control how people feel. Yeah, yeah. You. C- I can't make anybody feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So me. You know, voicing my truth is my truth. It has nothing to do with anybody, with anybody else. And if it does, if it does, evoke some sort of negative reaction in someone
0: else, and that's that's their problem with themselves. That's nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. Another thing I want to ask you is, uh, how'd you meet Sammy Winston? Or uh, yeah, how'd you meet Sammy? Winsett? He was. He was a. Um, I think you're the first person that I've asked this besides Luis. I know a lot yeah. of I know, I've I know a lot of people even outside of hardcore and punk that like know him. Yeah. Like, but I think you're the first person that I've asked. Like, describe yeah. him. Um, he he was a you know he
1: a, was a very outgoing person, and he always welcomed the young kids. I mean, he was well over. He was 11 years older than me. I'll do you right now. So I'm 36. So he was, he
0: would be 46.
1: Yeah, I think he was. Um, yeah, so he was born in '75. Oh, that I remember. So he's my dad. My dad's age, exactly. Sure, sure. So, um, and he always made a point to make the young kids feel welcome and um, accepted in in the scene. So he kind of came, you know, he kind of came to you and um, especially all of us from the North Bay. And with Lifelong Tragedy starting to like play a lot, you know, we would all kind of roll deep together. So, um... And they'd played with All bets Off a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, lifelong did. So, um... I met him through... Um, early. Early in going to shows. Um, probably 2001, 2002, I met Sammy. Um... Yeah. And... You know, he was just one of those. He was just one of those people. He was a very outgoing person. He's very outspoken person, and uh, he, for as much as he wanted you to feel welcomed, he wanted you to know him as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he he was that kind of. He was just that kind of person. Mm-hmm. He was a big. He was a big,
0: larger-than-life well, character.
1: Yeah, just all, all, he 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 had a really big per- personality. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And. Um, he was he was unmissable mm. in those in those days in the Bay Area, mm. you know, especially with All But Off being so active. Yeah, you know, they pl- and they played so much. Really, they played so much. Yeah, like, So too much. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, but like <laughs> they were they were very much a Bay Area thing. Right yeah. you know what I mean. Like uh, they were they were, you know, kind of what I was talking about earlier, how the Bay Area had this was sort of just like left of the dial. Oh. Mm. In and like in you know, like Gilman was like a looked at way like, like when Gilman started, I feel like it was it was perceived as this as this very like zany and like wacky and almost like goofy sort of place. Everyone had these like nicknames and you know, people would you know, uh circle pit with couches and you know what I mean? Mm. Like in the early times. So okay. like it, That's just to to say that, you know, when you listen to All But Soft, they're not a straightforward hardcore band. They're not a straight, like, what does All But Soft sound like? I don't
0: know. All But Soft in my opinion, would be big now. It's hard to, I I, I I have no clue. I I would have no idea. Because I feel like bands like Koyo, uh... I'm trying to think. Koi is a big one that comes to mind. Like modern color, like mm-hmm. bands that are not really like Angel Dust, big yeah. example. Like they, they're like hardcore-ish. Yeah. They have the you know like the hardcore like mentality, the image mentality, yeah. but they have like another way of expressing it. Yeah. And I feel like all bets off now. I feel like if they came out now, like maybe with obviously with a little bit more updated like aesthetic yeah. and yeah. imagery and you updated now, I feel like they'd be big. Probably. I and feel like, like they'd be. You big. know,
1: Andrew and Forrest, the guitar player and bass player they weren't really into hardcore. Like yeah, those, Like, like, like yeah. Sammy was the hardcore kid yeah. in, in, in the band and they were like just weirdos and like music, you know, like aficionados, like yeah. really great players and like wrote really odd and interesting chord progressions. And like they had breakdowns, but they, it was a different thing, but it, it was very Bay Area. It was mm. very NorCal, like mm. like if they didn't, it wasn't weird that that they like that. existed. You okay, know what I mean? Okay. Like by any means. Um, so, and then Sammy and I, um, we started a band together. Um, what was that it called? It was called Ramparts.
0: Oh, you're in you're in Ramparts. Yeah. So Sam and I started Ramparts together. I actually have the seven inch. You're in the seven inch. In the yeah, yeah, front.
1: yeah. Oh, I can't even recognize you. Oh, oh, so, oh. You, you mean the cover? Yeah. So yeah, no. The cover is a is a photo. Okay, okay. That that none of like. Oh, okay. That, yeah, yeah. that none of, it, it's an old photo from uh, the '70s. Something else.
0: Yeah, yeah. I literally had the seven inch. I yeah, found cool, it, yeah. yeah, cool.
1: Yeah. So, Sammy and I, all off, were break. Were, they had announced that they were gonna break up. They yeah. had they hadn't broken up yet. And ceremony had just started. Um, in fact, it may have even, now that I'm saying this out loud, we started talking about doing ramparts before Ceremony. All bets off oh. uh, oh. decided to split. Yeah. But we, him and I started talking about doing ramparts not before ceremony had started, but before ceremony had like played anywhere else outside of Northern California. It was mm. still tiny, tiny. Um, and within that time so then we didn't record till 2007, so like two years but I was driving to Sammy's house he lived in San Francisco, I lived in Runner Park, so 45 at that time was only a 45 minute drive. It's more now? Uh, yeah, I mean the Bay Area has just become a lot oh, more and, po- populated yeah. and a lot of people have moved north so it's just a more trafficked and populated area now Um but so I drove to Sammy's house once a week for over a year to working on songs with just him and I. No other band, no one no one else in mind to play. But in that time, so Ceremony had started, and then by the time we had put out or anything, or started playing shows, was just before that 2007 Sound and Fury. Mm. So a lot, of hap- a lot happened bet- with Ceremony, from when the, um, the inception of ramparts uh, to, to when we started actually... to, to the inception of the idea yeah. of ramparts to when it actually came to fruition. Um, so then, by that time, I was so busy with ceremony, and ceremony was becoming like a full-time thing, thing yeah. that it just we just we only played probably probably less than 10 shows and only did that seven inch. We had a demo also. Um But I became really close With Sammy Um In In that In that era He was He he was also a really big champion Of ceremony Um Yeah no I mean that So he like rode with us a lot In like the first Like two years He was like I remember coming down To Southern California Like First or second time We came down here He was He was He rolled with us And he did that a bunch And um no yeah. You know, he was he, he was very much a part of our like Ross, our singer, and him were also really close. Uh, Ryan, our our other guitar player, then was also really close with them. Alex, who predated Ryan, was really close with Sammy. He started Skin Like Iron. Okay. Um, so
0: were you were in Skin Like Iron. Too? Uh, yeah, yeah
1: yeah. For in like the middle sort of era. Okay. Um, so he was just he was just like a part of our like broad friend group, and he was just around, and he was very supportive.
0: No yeah like. That's the, like, that's the way, like, I think Luis one was like, because like, he, he showed me, like, the band, and the re- like, I think I mentioned the story before, the reason I found out about him is because he, like, I was on, I think one time we were hanging out, and he was like, help me with something, and he goes into his room, he's like, and he's like, I need to do some work, and I'm like, okay, like, fine, I'll just wait, I was on my phone, and he's like, dude, read a fucking book, and I'm like, okay, I read a book, and then he <laughs> gave me, like, a bunch of zines, and then, like, he gives me the trash talk zine, like a diary, and then, and then I read it, and then and it's like Sammy's like thoughts over yeah. like at the time, and then I'm all, and then I think I'm not gonna say the quote he said, but never mind. I'll skip that quote because yeah. that's like I'm thinking that for an album, but yeah, like he says a quote, and he's like, oh like I could tell like Luis like loves Lee or like you know very like intimate like thoughts, and I was just like today we did this, and I was like, whoa, I was like I was like, this guy like seems kind of like very genuine, you know like yeah. kind of like very cool that these are on even on paper, you know yeah. what I mean out in the public, yeah, and I was like, wow, and then and then i and I look on Instagram. I'm like, oh, like what's his Instagram? You know, like, I heard I see, like Sammy Winston. And then I've heard of the term Gloom, like that. At least like Gloom, Glimmer yeah. forever. I see the stickers. And then he's like, oh, like he's like, and I'm like, oh, like who's this Sammy Winston guy? He's like, oh, he's dead. I'm like, oh, I was like, oh shit, like this kind of weird I read some dead person's thoughts. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, that's Gloomboard. And he showed me the Gloomboard, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh. And then f- ever since after that, like, like yeah, I listen to the music, but like even like every trail. Like, I was hanging with this dude, Pete, uh, Pete Saxon. He was like, he's like a hip hop graffiti dude, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh yeah, like you know Sammy Winston, right? I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, I was like, how do you know he's like graffiti? And then I, hang, I work I like, I interned for Barna Ray's. Today I was I was helping clean two tones like thing and I, I showed you the DVD. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? like. And then, I, and then I go back to the office and then we're like, there's like the zine, like, you know, open zine and then there's a picture of Sammy. Yeah. And then I like talk to Spencer about Trash Talk. He's like, yes, yeah, Sammy did the logo. Yeah. Or like Sammy came up with the banner. or like, help yeah. us. I'm like, wow. I was like, he's like, and it's not even to glorify and be like, oh my God, this cool no, person. No, he, he, he
1: cast a wide net and he no, was, and he that, was and like. No, and
0: that's the cool part. Like, yeah. it's not even glorifying someone of like, oh my God, they're like the coolest person. And I'm like, It's no, it's like super cool that someone left a bunch of like Easter egg Like trail yeah. Like li- that like yeah. Ceremony Trash dog, Born and raised uh, Like I, you know I could yeah. go on Like a lot of cool shit That literally like Impacted my life In a huge way it's
1: Yeah It's crazy Yeah
0: It's wild uh, yeah. That's
1: nuts Yeah Absolutely <laughs> Especially someone from You know
0: Years ago yeah He died Years ago
1: I mean mean, died he,
0: before I was even into
1: hardcore Yeah he. I mean I guess he moved here But he, he is very much Like a San Francisco yeah. Guy Yeah Period
0: Yeah Yeah and uh, do you think so, do you because ceremony's been basically just you and Ross, right? Well, well, no, not like now, like the whole time, like uh, the so. Whole.
1: So Jake and JD, our bass player and drummer, have been in the band the whole time, but they, um, the Ross and I have 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 done every tour and played every show, mm. and um, you know, the, and those who have often had to um, have been filled in for. Um, and Andy, who joined the band in 2011, has has been—he um, has also like been a part of every decision and uh, um, played every show. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, Ross and I—if uh, yeah, if you have ever seen Ceremony, you have definitely yeah. seen myself and Ross on stage, yes. yeah. yeah, and no uh, matter what era.
0: And why did other members quit? Ever you mind me asking? Oh, they don't. So, or they left, or?
1: No, yeah. So Jake and JD are still in the band. They will forever still be in the band. Um, JD um, has a PhD in pure mathematics Ooh. and is a, a math professor. Um, and Jake also has, you know, has a, a career. You know, that just doesn't allow him to um, just tour as much. But like they've they've played on every on on every album and every song. Yeah. Um, and to me, that's the most important part of what we do is the music. We could stop playing shows today, and our records will still will always still be there, right? So, um, so that's them. Um, Alex, our first guitar player, uh, who played on the demo. Um, we asked. I was playing in bands with with Ryan, who who replaced Alex a lot, and we had become really good friends. And it was just so early on that I was just kind of like... I think we were just like, you know, if we started this band right this second, Ryan would be in the band. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, and it just made... You know, he was like... He had toured before. You know, it's so crazy to think about it now because, like, we were, like, 16, 17, 18, and he was, like, 23, but he felt like this just... Like Older, this yeah. adult with a capital A, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And he had done a tour with the Nerve Asians. He rode with them a lot. He worked at Gilman for a long time. Um, and we just felt like we needed someone kind of like like that,
0: you know? Like the dad at the back.
1: Yeah, yeah, because again, all of us were still in high school. I've been touring with ceremonies since I was in high school. I was a junior, JD was a sophomore, Jake was a freshman. Did you graduate? Yes. Oh. Yes. But. Um, so Ryan joined the band, but it was kind of the same thing with Ryan. Ryan had like a career; he was a professor, you know. He he did Arctic Inc which is a screen printing business that he started in the Bay. So he he also didn't tour full time the way that uh, Ross and I did. Um, and you know, I think the band. I think I just I just don't think that he envisioned. Ceremony being like a a long term yeah. sort of like career kind of thing, Yeah. Um, and I just don't think that's what he was interested in. I, I don't. I, I I I think that he just reached the end of end of the line for him within the group, um, and he decided to leave all, amicably. It was all all good, you know. Um, and then Andy Andy was the obvious. Replacement. Hmm. He plays in a band called Painted Black. Never heard of it. Um, who we had played. They're from Philadelphia. Um, been a band since 2002. Hmm. Um, great band. You should check them out. Members of of Lifetime and Kid Dynamite. Um, but we had played, they were kind of like them and Blacklisted in like 07, 08, 09 were kind of like our brother bands.
0: Okay. Blacklisted, uh, too. Yeah
1: Interesting Yeah we played so We've probably played with Blacklisted More than any other band hmm. Probably More than Trash Talk? We haven't played with Trash Talk that much
0: hmm. okay. Honestly um, Because the way you, uh, a lot of people Talk about ceremony is like Trash Talk's, Trash Talk's your brother band well, I mean The way a lot of people Yeah call. no I, I mean that makes sense We started
1: our, Kind of around the same time Kind of in the same Area And played a th- In in the beginning A similar style of music Um But they were also i feel like they were on their own tip like from moment one so like we were just kind of like both very much like doing our own um we both like booked our own kind of stuff you know what i mean and when you do that you kind of just book it and then you just go you know what i mean like there's not a lot of like we just didn't for for whatever which reason we I mean we've played with trash talk they played our scared people record release, um we played a record release of theirs down here, and um
0: yeah they told me the shirt thing yeah like, yeah, 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 so we had that
1: bit and um but um but yeah, so this is all to say that we have played with blacklisted a lot a lot more um, than than Tt but um so anyway. Andy was very much a part of that. Like at that time, with Paint It Black, um, we got to know them very well. He was just the obvious choice because at that time, this may be boring to the, uh, the uh, to the listener, or maybe to inside. But JD, our bass player, sometimes would be able to tour and sometimes wouldn't. And at that time, our music. Wasn't like what it is now, where now now we kind of need two guitar players to, oh, okay, to, to do it. But at the time, if JD couldn't do it, Ryan would just move to bass, and it would be a four piece live. Mm. Or if JD was there, Ryan would play second guitar, which was his official role in the band. Um, so Andy played bass in Paint of Black, also very good a guitar player. So he fit in that role too, where if we needed him to do both, he could. Also, I mean, he's you know. He was just the he was the obvious choice, yeah. uh, seasoned, seasoned road dog punk guy. Yeah, um, and you know, and then the people who have who have filled in for Jake and JD along the way are just you know, um, you know, friends and people that we like their playing style, um, and so on and so forth. But um, yeah, all the uh, the only people who have officially left are Alex and and Toast and. Al, uh, ryan uh and again alex was 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 so quick after like he probably played the first four shows and did the demo um and we just got so close with ryan it was it, it was just he he just became a better fit yeah um and then ryan just kind of reached the kind of the end end of his end of his line
0: yeah yeah i mean the reason i said is because like like um i mean it goes back to uh, trash talk too like I think, like, the the way I think of Ceremony, like, like, um, Ceremony is like, like, I mean, other bands that come to mind is Trash Talk, Show Me the Body, like, bands that, like, how can I say it? like, like, tra- I feel like Trash Talk is one of those bands, like, uh, like, there's bands that lyrically, like, death threat, terror, that, like, lyrically, like, kind of, like, just offer comfort, like, offer, like, like you can relate, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But Ceremony is one of those bands where, like, I don't know, like it's just like it, 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 like when when times are rough and when times, yeah, when times are rough, like I play Ceremony. You know what I mean? Wow. Not not to be corny, not to be like. No, I, I yeah. think
1: I, I've, I, mean, what a, what a, what a compliment. Yeah. You know, uh, thank no, you. No, I mean, like Ross like, is a very. I feel like I could speak objectively to that point because I have nothing to do with, like, the lyrical content, yeah. of Ceremony. I mean, Ross, Ross has an MFA in poetry. No, but not even he, just- He's uh, a gifted, he yeah. is a, he's gifted with the written word yeah. in a way that like, and I, I don't mean this to sound arrogant. Again, I, I think I could speak of this objectively because I have nothing to do with the lyrical element of ceremony. He's just on another level than a lot of, than a lot of other people who put pen to paper. It just is. Yeah, you know? but
0: but so much more than that. Like like it's so much more than like, like it's like you th- like again. It all connects together, and you know w- whether I knew it or not. Mm-hmm. Like like I think I look back at like that era, of like ceremony, like uh, the Sammy Winston, mm-hmm. like Sam Boston, which was not in really any band, but all in, in all bands at the same time. Yeah, like I, will, I think will, of that. Sam
1: played in Trash Talk, played in Ceremony recently. Play has has been. Playing with us a lot lately, and he was in Grace Alley, yeah, which was Sammy's. He was Alaska. Skin Like Iron, right? And, sure. and he was Skin Like Iron. I was I was never in Skin Like Iron with Sam, but, um, but yeah, I mean, he he is definitely a through line between. between no, yeah, like I think
0: of all that, and I'm like, like I think of all that. I'm like, damn, like, like, and certain, like again, ceremony is so much more than like all oh, the lyrics I can relate. Or the lyrics make me it's like the music, the like, and it's not just a band. It's not mm-hmm. just like, here we come. Like you could like you know you got like. Like you know, this guitarist was like, who like, who like. Even my girlfriend was like, wow, like, like straight. Like you know, my girlfriend's mm-hmm. like, oh, like I like I wish I had the confidence he has. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have like a bass, like it's just like so much to that band, like that. Like even last time we like, I think. We're not saying what we did, but we did, like, did, like you know, her job was doing her dirty. We stole some money and not going, you know. You <laughs> yeah, know yeah. People? Like, yeah, I, like, yeah. We're like, no, yeah, we're like we're like, no, yeah. <laughs> then we like, we like, we like, we like took some money and then we're like, fuck, it, and then we're like, yeah, like we 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 can make it through the week. But it kind of gives you like that survival of like, yeah. it's like punk, but more like like when, when hardcore is punk with that punch, you know, punk with like, yeah. you know, like yes, like you know what I mean like, like you kind of hold on like to this like, I don't know to hope I guess or like, and you just mm-hmm. like. Like, oh, shit, like, here we go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. times are rough. Don't get me wrong. And times <laughs> are still rough. Like, if I could, like, a lot of people, like, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, like, you're Ricky from so-and-so from the podcast. I'm like, no, life's life's kicking me in the ass every day still. You know what I mean? Right. And, I'm, and I'm still like, but again, like, Ceremony and Trash Talk specifically are two bands that I'm like, it's not even about, like, just the lyrics it's, sure. it's not just about the drums it's not just about the guitar it's not just about the bass it's it creates
1: ju- a, a yeah, universe yeah. that you could live in that's not just um, that, that's not specifically about the the songs yeah it, it's,
0: it, it's, it's a greater like it reminds me that there's so much more to, sure. to life like like, not, like and this is not to diss a lot of the bands I love like there's a lot of bands that I love but I'm like you're just that's like, like, and again, it's not to diss and it's not to be like that's a bad thing, it's not no disrespect at all. Like, a lot of bands, like them, I'm like, that's just all you're gonna be, you know what I mean? Like, the guy, like, you're gonna sing for that band and like go home and live with them. you know. But then I look at all these people, I'm like, like, and not to like, again, not to glorify, but like, Ali, you know what I look at Lee, mean it's like, oh, like, mm-hmm. you have a brand, you, you're into other shit, not just yeah. punk, you know what yeah. I mean? And, like, and all these dudes, I'm like, so like, it, it kind of reminds me, like, oh, like, like, like. This is not all of it You know what I mean This yeah. is not it You know what I mean You're not just gonna be this kid Who goes to hardcore shows And then life will someday Kinda get better And then you're gonna mm-hmm. settle With what you got yeah. You know what I mean It's like no It's like like Life could be endless And life could go Any direction Whether Depends how you want it also yeah. But it's like You know like There's like you know, like, I've gotten into photography. So, like, before me, I was like, dude, I would never do photography. Like, I had, like, you know, this lack of confidence and this lack of, like... I'm like, no, like, it's like, I love it. I want to take pictures. They're not maybe great, but, it, it, you know, right. then... Poetry, it's still an outlet for you to express yourself. Poetry, too. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how to... I don't know shit about writing. Yeah. But it's like, oh, I'm going to try to write my thoughts, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it could go anywhere. You know what I yeah, mean? Anywhere yeah, you course. want it. I mean, well, firstly,
1: again, I really appreciate that. I mean, I feel like that's ultimately... You know, that's that's sort of the dream of producing art yeah. is to have somebody, you know, uh, hold on to it in a non-passive <laughs> way. Yeah. And um, I'm happy that we have been able to do that for people. And you know, to Trash Talk too. I mean, they clearly had like a mind for what they were. They 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 had like they were a big picture. Mm -hmm. You know, early on, you know, and they were really, really good at, um, you know, there's so much that is involved with playing in a band apart from learning your instrument and, and playing a song and getting on stage and playing your, and playing the songs that you have, have written. There's so much more. And um, they were really good um, at at all those sort of auxiliary sort of tasks and variables, you know, and they had a big, they they were not short-sighted at, mm-hmm. at all. There's no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess that's the beauty of hardcore and punk, I feel like uh, to, like, sum it up, I guess, like, hardcore, uh, like, punk will always be, like, like I, I think I'm talking about another podcast that hasn't come out. Like, punk is like, I don't know. A lot of people like to say punk is a way of life. I'm like, I guess it is, but more importantly, it's a mindset. You know yeah. what I mean? Always question. Always, uh, you know what I mean? Like, um, sure. I've I've I have friends who work like seemingly straight jobs
1: who yeah. may look look normal, but are some of the punkest mm-hmm. who 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 have you know taken the values that they have um, that they have absorbed from this world and have applied them outside of the musical realm, you know, um, and it goes to what you're saying. It's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's as much a mindset as it is a lifestyle. And, and same goes for the music too, right? Like if someone, if, if someone, if a friend of yours started a band and you asked them, what does the band sound like? And they said, oh, punk if someone said that to me I would have no idea what they mean yeah you know yeah. what I mean like back to All Bits Off does All Bits Off sound like a punk band no no. like in the traditional what like you know the dictionary definition of, of that absolutely not are they a punk band were they a punk band objectively yes yeah you know what I mean and that's it's the classic saying if you don't if you don't know you were meant to. Yeah. You know if I have to explain yeah. that to you then yeah. that means you're then that means you're not. And I don't, I don't want to sound elitist, but but that is true. Yeah. I would if I don't need to explain that at all to somebody who is involved with, with who is who is involved. Period. Yeah. yeah. You would to someone who isn't. Yeah. That's just that's yeah. just the truth.
0: Yeah, punk is uh, punk is a mindset and hardcore is I feel like the solution. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Like, I think that sometimes those are those two things are interchangeable. Yeah. Uh, Some sometimes those those two things are like could be very opposite and sometimes they could be the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, um there's definitely there's definitely truth in that. You know, like Scott from Terror who I um love dearly. Shout out Scott. Shout out Scott. He 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 is a big like uh um, he weighs a hardcore flag, of course, and so do all of us. Yeah. Right? But uh, but 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 he 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 is always you know all the conversations that I've I've had with him of like circling this topic, you know he feels like there's a definitive difference between punk and hardcore, and I sort of I think that the lines are a little bit more blurred. But funny story about Scott yeah. and myself. One of our first the first time we hung, we were. Uh, we again that that that's another band that we haven't played with that much. Kinda like we're talking about trash talk, we're like kind of came from the same time and the same era Mm. and the same world, but just for whatever, you know, random circumstances just haven't shared that many stages together. Um, but we did at at this one show and we're backstage and going to know each other and he's at we're asking each other about our top our, our favorite hardcore records ever and i say yeah, mine not, yeah that sounds crazy They're just imagining it and he was like those are none of those are hardcore records those those are all punk records and i was like what are yours and he told me and i'm like None of those are hardcore records. Those are all metal records. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that's like that's obviously like a fun story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that but that also shows you how broad hardcore also is. Like how we were saying earlier, how punk is this is this broad term, and a punk band can sound like a million of different things. Yeah. I think hardcore is kind of there too now. Also, It's like, you know, that there was there was a in in 1980. The dead Kennedys were referred to as a hardcore band. That's true. They were. Yeah. They're a hardcore band. And uh, you know, a uh, a band like Leeway, yeah, say, you know, like that was I I believe a a band that Scott, uh, you know, listed as one of his favorite hardcore records of all time. Scott, if I am incorrect in in that memory, I apologize, but I think it's safe to say you probably like <laughs> Leeway. <Wei>. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is a, that sounds completely different than I mean obviously than than a dead candidate. I'm not saying anything now that anybody doesn't know of course these are like simple you know uh, observations to prove a larger point which is that hardcore now 40 years over 40 years after its inception is a broad thing just like any other cultural subset
0: yeah. I mean I, Yeah I guess Yeah No you're definitely right on this point. I mean what I was trying to say Is like Like just No one better than Ceremony Has And I'm not just saying musically Like you could play A, a deep beat And uh and a breakdown cars of a hardcore punk band sure, sure. You know and I mean and it's like all oh, we merge into things but it's like literally like in the world of like you go to a ceremony show and got, I went to my first ceremony show recently my first ceremony that's where, that's where we met yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I was like and that's saying something well people would be like you don't know what you're talking about okay it was my first show uh, <laughs> you see like you know like like freaks you know what I mean like not, not, not as a derogatory term like, no, you that, know, like, no that's a cop yeah 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 100%. Like 100% yeah like you know like You know, people are just dancing. You know what I mean? like, And then, like, they're fucking uh, windmilling when, like, a hardcore part comes out. You know what I mean? And then you see, like, hardcore kids. You know what I mean? Like, and I mean that, like, again, when I mean they merged hardcore and punk, it means, like, the literal sense. Like, people who are... Who, you know what I mean, probably just go to raves and like a few punk bands, Mm -hmm. and people who, like, want to, like, spin kick are in the same room. I mean, Dancing
1: at some point. That's the... That's the... I mean, we're talking about the dream, I mean, like, where we have... Ended up, and our sort of where uh, the fan base that we've been able to sort of like, you know, uh, manifest over you know an an almost eighteen year career now is like such a beautiful thing that we're able to have. I mean, I I was at that show, obviously. Um, and I I remember being on stage and just thinking like, you know, ceremonies, we're not slowing down, but like we've been a band for 18 years. Ross is about to have a baby, you know, so, and we have nothing like no tours planned yet. So it was definitely like a moment where it was like, I, I had a moment being many moments on the, on this tour. I had, I had moments like this nearly every night where I would look out and just see like how many different types of you know uh freaks and subversive people and and you know counterculture were present at these shows and it's just i just like i mean uh it's and at the risk of sounding overly sincere it was just, it was really was like a, it's it's just been like this last co- a couple years like it's been like really kind of like a dream come true to see you know the kind of the kind of community that we've been able to sort of you know um, cultivate. Yeah. Over over the, you know how these last many many years. Um, and it's just you know I'm just
0: I'm just so proud of that, and I'm just it's such a beautiful thing. It is, it is, and I mean, yeah, I can't like. Yeah like the only like it's like I don't know like I, I can say I, I, mean, I, could, I could kiss your ass all night but I mean, like, like, like like yeah Ceremony is one of the few bands I'm like wow like like straight up like I can't like you know there's so many stories you could probably are not gonna say on recording <laughs> that you know what I mean that's happened to you, that I only could imagine sure and sure. this is coming from a kid who's yeah. coming who is in the a different era of hardcore than you're now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. I, like I don't even know like I was I hear stories, I'm like, yo, like that should happen. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's stories that came out like that like that were consciously but, told to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can only imagine stories that we're never gonna tell this kid a shit You know what I mean? Yeah. That you know what I mean that you that you were that you were in a very different time. You know what I mean? Sure. You, you know what I mean? But
1: and you'll I, have the you know, that's just that's just how it goes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they like this is a uh <coughs> Punk is a very is like a generational thing. And when I say that, I mean like you, there are like clear beginning and and, and ends to certain trends and musical styles and aesthetics that are within that scene, right? And each one is specific to itself. And, you know, I had those same people telling me those stories yeah, you know when I was true. when I was your age, and you're gonna you're gonna be old head one day, and you're gonna <laughs> yeah. be like, you know, dude, when I fucking saw Gulch or who or yeah, whoever, you know I mean. what I mean? Like they're gonna be like, you fucking saw a Spy?
0: Yeah. What? Yeah.
1: Like you talked with Cat from Scowl? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, that's true. And that's and uh, you know things changing and morphing. Is what allows this to keep going, yeah. And not to get into, you know, the changes that Ceremony has gone through, because I think we're all like, I think the narrative that Ceremony has changed their sound a lot is pretty boring at this point, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. 18. But so, with that said, that has what has allowed us to keep going, yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've made six albums. How many? How many hardcore bands have started in the mid aughts have made
0: six full-length albums? And especially the, when you started, I, how many people were like, "Oh, this is a cool band for now." Yeah. And, and
1: and I'm not saying that as like a I'm not I'm not uh, I say that zero as a as a brag. Yeah. I, like I'm just giving you the optics of that. Like we have been able to do that because we have allowed ourselves, and we have also you know our our fan base has also granted us that permission to. To change and evolve And be genuine And be genuine Because it's not We're not uh, It would be disingenuous To make music like In 2005
0: And you said your dad Was in the music industry So you like Again the more you know About music The more you know About other things in music Totally If you really wanted To sell out You could have sold out
1: And everyone in Ceremony We've always Like Like There are people In Ceremony Who Probably like A couple Hardcore records Mm -hmm. You know what I mean And Uh we have always been, like, an amalgamation of a lot of, of, of things. And we've always, like, certain members have, a, you know, very different references, musical references. So it's not... It has been... It hasn't been disingenuous for us to change because that's because we, uh, we come from so many different musical backgrounds. Um, that it would have been disingenuous for us to stay the same Yeah
0: Yeah No, that's uh That's the cool That Yeah, like I said, like The music that you do now is very accessible to, like You and my mom could listen to You know what I mean? Like, there's just like You know what I mean? Like, right But it, but again, like, it's like you could have With the sound that you do now You could have easily, like, sold out Like, you could have like, I mean And you being a well Like, you, I, you run your own website your own. Mm-hmm. You're in a bunch of bands You know, you know what I mean? Like, you're not, like you know what I mean like I'm pretty sure if you wanted to like one day I don't know play like I don't know like small town like festivals and like make money off of that and like just play accessible music you could have you know what I mean yeah I mean there
1: there there's definitely I feel like after Rohnert Park when we got signed to Matador there was definitely like an opportunity I feel like to really um buy in and that just wasn't I think a lot of people tried to have tried to sort of like um, place a narrative onto us, but if you look at it, if you if you listen to our records chronologically, and you actually see what and you know what we've done throughout our history, it's like that's just objectively not not true, and you know uh, we. So like the idea of getting of being like uh of a uh, a a bigger band than like whatever however big or ho- however you know the size we are now, the idea of that was has never crossed our minds hmm. It's never like this us us I guess what I'm trying to say is us gaining a certain amount of popularity has never has never been a like a discussion or a goal. Or something that we've been like at all yeah conscious of
0: and now that ross is having a baby and you guys are you guys are the festival you guys created a homesick festival mm-hmm. and you guys are uh, not playing it which I know you said like it's not supposed to be a ceremony fest. yeah um are you like you know like how how old are you and Ross you're 36 and I'm 36 ross-, ross is 38 okay so you guys are older you know what I mean like yeah do you have kids I do not. Okay. I got a vasectomy. Okay, okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> like, okay, but uh. Shout out. Okay. Shout out to a second. Okay, yeah. but uh, Ross is having a kid, you know what I mean? Like, and you guys are the, it's not like you guys are the two driving force, right? Is Ross, is, is ceremony ever gonna break up? Or is ceremony, no. Ceremony is like, like you guys will never break up.
1: No. no. I don't, I mean, knock on wood. Yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, I could say as confidently that we'll never break up as I am as confident to say that, like, a engine won't fall out of the sky and, you know, uh, ruin this interview <laughs> onto us uh, yeah. right now, Donny Darko style. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't... Um, how... If we were, if... Hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't feel like there's any band from our era, era, broad genre of music, um, sound, time, whatever. Who would say that they're gonna break up? Who would not come back together? Okay. I don't think there's a band who wouldn't get back together. Um, now we have no, we have never had a desire to split. We have never talked about splitting. I feel like we have reached a point in being a band where we're like, like how I said earlier, with like the the kind of people who come to our shows, like this is what we've been waiting, like this is, like. I feel like we've we've like, not finally, I mean, I've always enjoyed, in the time that we've been doing this, I've I've enjoyed the period that we have been at every, in every period that we've um, experienced, but I feel like now is real, like what we've been able to accomplish is, is really special. And I feel like we um, write music that is uh, still very honest. Um, so, to bra- so so breaking up has never even been a discussion, but let's just say that it has been. Let's, let's just like, say we're living in, in a parallel universe where everything in the world is the same except Ceremony thinks about breaking up. We wouldn't do that because time heals everything and we're gonna get back together and play again. Okay. And I feel like, I do feel like it's an odd. I'm a lot of people who I, a lot of people who I love have gotten, have broken up and have gotten back together. So I don't want to. Um, I don't want to get any angry phone calls yeah. or texts after this interview goes up. But what I will say is, I've always found it odd that that is such like that the breakup last show thing has been such like a prominent part of this culture. Mm. I feel like that's that's absent in a lot of other genres of music. And I get it like the live the live element of punk is so it's so important. There's nothing like it. Um, in bo- and it's important and specific to that genre in the way that it isn't in a lot of other genres. Yeah. That's just the plain fact. Um, so, I, so I do understand that, but I also think that, you know, I don't need the ego boost of seeing how many people are going to come see us for one last time. Hmm. Don't need that. I don't want to have to eat our words in five years when we decide we want to play again together yeah. let's say we have a huge blowout and we're and we're like say some things that we later you know that at, at, at the time feel truthful but later we decide that we regret and we pass things up and we get back together and we made all these people fly from across the country and see <laughs> yeah. us for one last time and then we're gonna you know it just, it just feels it feels dishonest yeah. um, and again I'm not trying to I'm not trying to um, bag on. Any, I know everybody's circumstances is different. Um, I have. I carry no judgment to, to anyone who carry who, um, you know how they handle their art because yeah. that's essentially what it is. A- everyone has the right to handle handle their art and their band the way that feels comfortable and honest to them. Of course, for me and for us, I feel that they're. Um, there was absolutely no point and only be a, a negative for us so you guys will never break up you guys will didn't never you guys, like you guys will never <laughs> even even if we if we were if we just if if in if there's a world where we decided to like stop we would just stop mm. you know what I mean like if, if we were like if we didn't feel inspired to make another record and if we you know um didn't things don't work out? They they were, don't work and we're and we're and someone joins another band, or someone got another career, or someone did this that made us like far that made us unavailable to to do this. We would never do like a last show or announce a breakup because I think that one day the smoke would clear and we would come back. Mm-hmm. You know. So even even if there was a hypothetical breakup. Uh, like, a, like, a, like a hypothetical yeah. opportunity for us to stop. Yeah. I don't think that we would play come come to full stop. I think that we would just be like pause. next chapter
0: will come when it comes. like one direction like who like never had a last show. Yeah or yeah, yeah I mean <laughs> Fugazi Fugazi, you know what I mean
1: like uh, but that said, Oh yeah, I, forgot. I, didn't have a lot of I feel like, but I, you know, and I'm just, if we're talking hypotheticals, I could, I, I could see us being a band um, who, like, will always continue to make records despite how active we are playing live. Mm. I could see us making a record if we never play any shows. Um, that would cater to, you know, more of a listening environment than a live environment. You know, uh, we have, we can do a lot of different things. We do a lot of different things, um, and we're all like pretty ambitious when it comes to the band and what and what and what we could do. And um, so, I know this is a very long-winded answer to your question. Um, so the the short answer is,
0: no pause, but no break.
1: Yeah, but I don't feel like we're there yet. Like yeah. I, I, I I don't think I think that we'll you know start working on a new
0: album this year. My oh, guess. It? would be right. my guess Okay. yeah um yeah and then uh, one last question before uh, we do it this and I wrap it up yeah How did I don't, I don't know if you've explained it before or anyone has explained it before but what what's how did the band's the name Ceremony come to be it's um it's a Joy Division song but like there's no like crazy like meaning behind it it's just like oh we like Joy Division Joy Division Ceremony. It's,
1: yeah it's, so it's a Joy Division I mean New Order song I mean it's uh, you know uh, potato, potato. New, New Order did did like an official recorded version of it, and uh, there's only live versions of. of Division. Division. Um, but we were going to call the band Violent World. Violent World, yeah, which, w- which was a which is a Misfits song, and Ross had the idea for ceremony, and I think I don't think we were were able to put this into. A conscious thought, Mm. then. But subconsciously, we we knew that the dichotomy of what we sounded like at that time and the name and the aesthetic was something that we thought was really cool. Yeah. Um. You know, given what we, you know, we were obviously, you know, a very uh, a very abrasive band when we started sonically, and but using floral imagery and having a, a, a band name as like vulnerable, mm. as, yeah. as ceremony, like that, that was a, we really liked the, uh, the contrast there. I, th- I feel like that really told a story where like, if we were called Violent World and we sound violent at the time, you know, we didn't think about it too much then, but now it's like, oh, that'd be so... That's, that's like, so heavy-handed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that wouldn't allow the listener... That allows the listener less to go on the ride. And, you know, the more you have to... The more you uh, don't explain yourself when it comes to art, mm. I feel like the, uh, the, the better results you'll yield. Because that allows you, the listener to develop your own relationship with the art, with the band, with the painting. If there's an abstract painting on the wall and the artist tells you exactly what it's about, why that stroke is there, and where they were at when they painted it, that's the end of the story. Yeah. But if you could look at that and it could, and you allow yourself to feel the way that you naturally feel about it, with no, with with less context, that painting now becomes more meaningful and powerful to you, rather than you know it being explained to you. And and how I'm tying that into your to your question is that. Um, that I feel like the, the, the contrast and the dichotomy that was our band name and our physical and visual aesthetic to the music that we made allowed for people to uh, grasp onto it in a different way that um, would, yield, would, would be likely more meaningful than if, than if we had a, a, a name and a physical and visual aesthetic that exactly matched the music
0: yeah I get exactly you know what I'm saying yeah I get it I get it
1: yeah
0: I mean I think the same thing so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> alright we're, we're gonna do this or that and wrap it up just cause I don't want like, we're gonna be like an hour and a half yeah yeah. Um, alright this or that so I'd say like I don't know coke or orange soda and Yeah. You just, you just give me an answer uh-huh. alright Crass or Dead Kennedy. Dead Kennedys Walmart or Target neither all your be terror or heyery ah oh,
1: that's really hard really yes, that's really hard um, Fuck. that's really okay i someone put it into your head every, every. okay so I know you probably want rap rapid answers right yeah but I'm gonna go I'm gonna dive into it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I have probably listened to Satisfaction more than any singular terror record, although I have listened to Terror's records a lot um, and love them. But I might have to go... That being said, I may have to go with terror because I was able to see them and experience the sort of the beginning Mm. of... Of those shows and and see them from when they started, um, through you know the through the two thousands and that was like a very special and you know um, forming thing with not only me but like my whole friend group. Those like early terror shows were some like my favorite memories
0: ever. So say well, um, that's, that's a cool answer. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, um, uh, uh. Coke or Pepsi. Coke. Mixing Coke. I was gonna bring you a Coke, but I was like, I don't know if I. I don't yeah, know if drink Coke. I, I probably know.
1: wouldn't drink it. I'm yeah. not a soda person, but oh, okay. if, if put in front of me, Coke all the way, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, Metallica or Slayer? Metallica. No question. Really? No question. Damn. Slayer. Better songs. Better. Better songs played better. Okay. Pantera or Crowbar. Can, care less about either Uh, but probably crowbar okay i don't think there's anything that bothers me about crowbar i just don't listen to it the beach or the woods the mountains Hmm. woods yeah sometimes beach sometimes that's beach you know but yeah i guess i'm not i'm not a huge beach person yeah i mean uh black metal or death metal I suppose black metal, if I had to choose. Um, death metal, I've realized. This is like a new development, actually, kind of a Sam Bosson thing. Okay. So, Sam, yeah, yeah. who is one of my dearest friends. Shout out, um, Sam. Shout out, sick. Sam. Love you, bud. Um, you've had him on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Twice, yeah. Yeah. Super cool. So, so cool. Love him to death. He's a big death metal person, and he would play in the van sometimes. Um, and I realized. This only recently Where I, I very much Do not like that style of music <laughs> I, I don't I don't like it
0: It's not for Well do you me. like Shoegaze? I do Well does what it was like Shoegaze to me where it's I feel like, like black.
1: It. I feel like black metal is more shoegaze esque.
0: Well, okay, there's a different types of death metal, but yeah. yeah, like that, like you know, like it's just like shoegaze. Like sometimes you're kind of like, but there's a beauty. I I don't hear the beauty in death metal. Really, I hear the beauty. Interesting. I hear shoegaze. The death death metal is like kind of like hardcore, where it's like, where it's like, look, we're angry and we have this cool image, but in reality, it's like, it's vulnerable music. The
1: hardcore that I that that is like more death metal influence I've realized is stuff I don't really like also okay all right it sounds yeah. like honestly and I, and this may make me sound totally corny I think it makes me sound rad am just kidding um <laughs> uh, but when I hear death metal it sounds like what my like grandma must think here like when she hears like loud
0: music. Like, okay. That's how
1: I feel when I, when, I, when I listen to it. I just don't I just don't have the palate for it. So long story longer I suppose I'd have to go with black metal.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, I try, I'm, I'm trying to think of, Keep them coming. No, I'm trying to think of some good ones. Depeche Mode or The Cure? That is the hardest question
1: that you will ask me this evening. Um, I have gone on record in saying that Prince is by far Prince is my favorite artist without a doubt and uh, Depeche Mode and The Cure are, are tied for my second
0: you um, to pick one They're if like, I had
1: to pick one I would pick the one who I had either seen or listened to more most recently or am listening to at that moment that's, that's, the, that's the one that's wh- whichever one is my favorite is the one I'm listening to at that time um It's so hard, impossible. I don't think I can do it. Okay. Oh. Equal. There, I, I feel like they're as equal as any question that you could ask me. Okay.
0: <clears throat> the killers. Or. The killers or Black Veil Brides. I've never heard Black Veil Brides. Never heard of Black Veil Brides. No.
1: Oh, I mean, I've heard of them. I've never heard their music.
0: That's a genera That's a like. So like, that's a generational thing.
1: Sure. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, but there's there are killer songs that I like. So even if I had heard Black yeah. Bill Brides, I'd probably be the killers. Uh,
0: Allison Chains or Pearl Jam. I suppose uh, Allison Chains. Okay.
1: But all but I will say, and this is no fault to the genre, like early early '90s like American alt rock has never really been my thing. Really? No. Like, you don't like Stone Temple Pilot? Not really. I mean, I don't dis- I don't hear it, and it doesn't cause me anger. I don't...
0: Like, I, Fuck I it. won't ask it. you
1: to turn it off, um, but it's not... Um, it's not for me. My wife, Heather, that loves it. She loves... I feel like if you were younger, like I showed you, you'd be like, damn, yeah, this is beautiful. Like I feel like if I was... I... I'm sure, again. I don't dislike it. I grew up. I I'm very familiar with, with, <laughs> with all of it. It's it was, it was inescapable. Okay. That's right. <clears throat> Especially learning guitar. I feel like if I was a little older, I would love it. Cause my okay uh, yeah, my yeah. wife is five years older than me. Yeah. She graduated high school in two thousand. So her so so that was like, you know, that was her jam. The like the music that she grew grew up on for sure. Poison or Bon Jovi. Poison. First Poison album is so good and underrated that's one with the four pictures
0: right yeah yeah, look with the cat dragon yeah
1: Yeah, it's like the lyrical content I can't really uh, oh yeah it's like obviously very silly and um, but it's like in the way that a cupcake isn't for your nutritional value, mm-hmm. the, the the songwriting is just objectively great. And if that style, that type of production, or that type of vocal, or like you know the lack of you know intellectual lyricism is something that could d- dissuade you, I totally get that. I have no I have no combating argument for that. Yeah. But if you allow yourself to just appreciate the 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 songwriting, the songwriting on that album is is uh. Does not get the credit that it, it's due because it is so. Good. No, yeah, uh, bon, but Bon Jovi has tracks. Bon Jovi
0: has, I think Bon, I don't know, Bon Jovi or Smith ballads. Bon Jovi or
1: Aerosmith ballads? Yeah, uh, I would take One, A Dead or Alive" over any Aerosmith ballad. Really, you don't like Aerosmith ballads? I mean, it's all good. It's uh. fine. No, I mean, I don't. I don't really care. <laughs> okay. It's fine. I like. It's kind of music that I associate with like early childhood. So, okay. And not that I mean. I define early childhood But um, I've heard it so much Okay That I kind of like Don't ever Okay Think to listen to it again Ozzy Osbourne or Guns N'
0: Roses? Guns N' Roses oh. Appetite Yeah that's a great 10 album 10 out of 10 Motley Crue Or Ozzy Osbourne?
1: Motley Crue Motley Crue of Black Sabbath Black Sabbath
0: Okay I've I, uh, A lot of people are going to crucify me But I like Ozzy more than Black Sabbath like, uh, like Ozzy, like, uh, I mean... I mean, he's the king. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, have, I, have, I can't, I can't...
1: Okay, Motorhead? Now, I am not a big, heavy music person. You don't like Motorhead? I, I like Motorhead. Okay, okay, But I'm saying I, I could see your line of questioning now. Okay, okay, okay. And well. I think that, like, maybe, you know, there are definitely pe- people who would have, you know more of an insight or more it would be more fun to, to travel down that road with I do like Motorhead but I, I don't listen to a lot of like of metal
0: The Eagles or Leonard Skinner?
1: The Eagles are one of my least terror bands of all time okay okay and Leonard Skinner has some tracks
0: okay sure. yeah Um. Big L or Grave Digger?
1: I'm unfamiliar with both. Oh, yeah. Tupac or Biggie? Tupac. West Coast.
0: Okay. All all day. I was going to say Ghetto Boys, but anyway. Um, Discharge. Uh, I feel like nothing in Discharge level beats Discharge. I feel like Discharge, perhaps, is the most underrated band of all music no Sam was telling me the other time like I was like oh like cause I was, yes, I a tattoo. I was like I kind of want that tattoo but I can't get it cause he has the tattoo and then he's like and then he's like yo this is like actually underrated like yeah. if you actually like it I know? know like obviously they are very celebrated within their fandom no, yeah. but,
1: but like music wise like but like their influence and uh, the how good they were at crafting songs and playing songs yeah um
0: and they get written off a lot. Yeah,
1: they 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 just don't. They're they're just they are just simply better than the world has recognized them for being.
0: Yeah. Here's a, okay. Here's a random one. Queen or Whitney Houston. <laughs> uh, I got into Whitney Houston late. Feels
1: my... two very different voids. Love them both, but gotta go with Queen. Yeah. Queen is. Uh, you want to talk about a band that has can do many different styles. A band band. A band band who, I mean, you're talking. They have proto-metal songs and synth-pop songs that are both that are are done perfectly yeah uh the who or led zeppelin led zeppelin led love, De- i love the who pinball wizard all day but led zeppelin joy division
0: or queen joy division okay i think i think we're up. Right right. like, yeah i was like i think yeah i don't know i don't know one more to ask <laughs> I can't even ask food because you're me. So a lot of things I'll ask is <laughs> like
1: what, 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 what would a normal food question be? Like if I were, you know, a carne uh, uh, no.
0: burrito or burger.
1: Well, I as I you know both are accessible to me. Um, probably burrito. Okay. Me- I mean we're Cal- California.
0: It's got a, yeah, Mexican food is yeah. is what we. Live on. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Never mind. I was gonna say something. I was like, no. Because I, like, <laughs> I feel like most of the time, like, I never feel I I have like, like it's hard to like, like I feel like like vegans or vegetarians are more passionate about the specific item than like a broad of like, oh, all burgers are good. Because you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like, like they're like, sure. oh, this place who serves it. Like, and it's fine. No, there's nothing wrong.
1: Veganism it, forces you to like, r- to no. think about yeah. like. All the food that you're eating, no, All what you're eating exactly, yeah, yeah. like not just like
0: I know what it is, it's yeah. like, I know what's in it. Yeah,
1: you're yeah. you're you're in a constant state of food consciousness. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's,
0: that's I. I'll go vegan someday. <laughs> but
1: that's well, of, we will welcome you onto uh,
0: the team with open arms. Okay? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Anthony. Uh, thank you. This was sick. This was this is. Uh, yeah.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate. it Yeah.
0: Homesick. Homesick. Uh,
1: January twentieth and twenty first, Berkeley, yeah. California, UC Theater. Yeah, should I
0: go? Should you? We, should we go? Snail
1: mail, snail mail, sheer mag, tsunami, Nuevo Testamento, uh, shut ups, super crush, Death Heaven, Fiddlehead, Tempers, Spy. Um, who else am I missing? Screaming females, screaming females,
0: friends. They're gonna rip, rip your faces off. No, dude. I mean. I mean I already kissed you guys A ceremony But homesick Like that's like Oh my god I wish there was so much shit like that Like I wish like 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 and it's like And you could tell you're not Like it's like How can I was gonna say like Like I wish like that Stuff like that happened I remember I There was What's his name Sam James Something. like that. I same met building? Yeah, I yeah. met him randomly. Like, I, like, he was wearing like a Morbid a Morbid Angel shirt. He looked older. Yeah. I was like, "Is that your like? You bought that or like is that your shirt?" He's like, "Yeah, that's my shirt." And then you know, he, he's older. He's like, "Yeah, I saw a Morbid Angel yeah. with GBH and Agnostic yeah. from I'm like, "What the?" Sam. Fuck? Sam
1: is. You should have him on. Yeah, I should. He is. Uh, he has been around, and he has so many cool stories and he's seen so much, and has a really. Broad and uh, eclectic yeah. taste of music. He's such a head, but um, but yeah, not to. I know we're, I know <laughs> we're, we're we're wrapping up, and you don't let this go too much longer, but yeah, I mean, the idea of homesick was that um, it just feels like everybody is in. We've all allowed ourselves to be into everything now, and like subcultures aren't so divided like how they were twenty years ago. Like when I started, like the punk scene. Was definitively here, and the hardcore scene was definitively here, and the people who went, you know, to like the death rock clubs were over here, and the metal was over here, and the synth stuff was way over there, and, and nothing came together. And it feels like that's not, you know, the case now. You'll go to a show and you'll see uh, a, a Power Trip and a Dry t shirt um, at the same show, and. And there aren't very many like smaller or mid-level festivals that sort of where had that sort of representation. Mm. Um, a lot of the smaller, more li- mid-level festivals are still seem very genre-specific to me, where you got to go to like this ain't no picnic or a Coachella, you know, or a um, fun, fun, fun to, to to see a wider variety of bands, which I feel like we all are into now.
0: Like I. Um, and also like And those festivals I feel like it has to be bands That Kind of made it You know what I mean Or kind of right, made it yeah, Right like, they're, Right exactly They're not
1: More like Obviously we are more underground Yeah I mean Like a band like Snail Mail And, and Death Heaven Are quite big at this point But they're still rooted
0: In underground yeah. culture Well like you see all sorts of artists And but like all like the strokes are playing Yeah Yeah. You know what I mean yeah, I mean yeah. I love I love the strokes But I'm yeah. just saying That's like It's still Well that, that, that's like A homesick thing You have the strokes And like Death threat and, yeah, and totally. like you know what I mean like that's totally. that's a homesick totally. thing you know yeah you? Like, so yeah. it's like
1: um so we just want to create a space that is you know that that you know allows for all all members of our broad underground community
0: to express yeah. themselves yeah yeah I mean I, yeah we could go on forever we can Talk. go on forever yeah yeah, yeah we'll Appre- do part two yeah I appreciate you Anthony I appreciate homesick. you homesick. Bay Area, Sammy Winston, hardcore punk. <laughs>